to the One America podcast. Today is our Wednesday Wisdom segment. I'm your host, Sophia Nelson. Today is Wednesday, May 13th. Today's topic is mental health awareness because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Today's guest, Dr. Sabrina Jackson, is going to coach us through the coronavirus. She's going to coach us through the coronavirus. We all know that this has been a long as many as eight weeks, 12 weeks, depending on what state you live in or what region of the country you live in. And this past week alone, we've lost more than 80,000 of our fellow Americans since March with 1.3 million people infected. The world has lost hundreds of thousands of people to this virus and millions are infected. In that spirit, I wanted to bring on a guest today who could talk to all of us around the globe someone who understands mental health, wellness, and protecting your peace, particularly in a pandemic, in a time like this. Because when all is said and done, folks, we are all in this together. Whether we want to acknowledge that or not, we are. And it's so important that we take a moment and we pause to take care of us. My guest today is special to me as we have been friends almost 10 years now. Dr. Sabrina Jackson is a renowned psychologist by training an author, speaker, radio host, and TV commentator, as well as an award-winning entrepreneur. She's a spiritual leader and and an all-around amazing human being. Dr. Sabrina, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And this is such a critical discussion at a critical time. It is. I want to get right to it because um, I think that it's so important that we give people tools. They need to know how. You know, a lot of times people tell you what, but they don't tell you how. And so one of the first things that I'd like to like you to address for our listeners, and we have listeners now in 36 countries and here in the United States. And I want you just to give people a moment to understand what's happened here. Um, one minute in February... We knew that there was a pandemic. It was happening um, in China or there was a virus and it had started to spread, but there was no problems here in the United States and other countries had very minimal infection rates. And then all of a sudden, by the end of March, it had spread everywhere. There was mass death. And by the end of April, uh, the death toll was through the roof in the United States, over 65,000 at the end of last month the infection rate over a million. All of a sudden, our lives went from being one way. We had just started a new year, a new decade even, and I think we're all pretty excited. And then this happened. Tell us, A, what's happened to us, and B, how are we supposed to cope with it? Well, the first thing is that we're all suffering from shock. And it's the shock of the loss of our normal life. And when we talk about loss, loss is more than just the loss of a person, which many of us and many of the people around the globe have lost their loved ones, their friends, their people they grew up with, and just people that they've known and loved for years. And it has happened and it's happened quickly. But we've also lost our normal way of life, our normal way of being, going to work every day, the kids going to school. And that is a form of loss. And so with back-to-back loss, it is something called grief overload because everyone is suffering some form of loss. And because of that, Most people do not even know how to deal with the anxiety, the shock, the numbness that they're feeling. And they still need to move on and take care of their kids, their 
now they're not just the parent, they're the teacher, they're the entertainer. They're doing everything to keep their home life balanced, but they're really kind of spiraling out of control. Yeah, you know, I see a lot of posts on Facebook and social media the way you do, and I see a whole lot of drinking, which gives me a bit of an alarm. Um, You know, I think it's funny at first, but you really see people every day, they've got their wine, and every day they've got their their cocktail, and and they're drinking more. And of course, uh, I find it interesting that all of the states considered alcohol essential. Somebody's going to have to explain that to me someday. Uh, But (laughs) I think that uh, people have really um I don't want to say they've suffered I think that might be extreme but I can tell you that it has really been a a a shock to borrow your word to people to who are used to being travelers every week for their job or you know maybe they only came home on the weekends or you know whatever it was and all of a sudden they are sheltered in with their spouse and their kids or their relatives or their kids home from college or Uh, Maybe all of a sudden they were sheltered in alone and talk to us about the effects of having to be literally isolated in your house and kind of on lockdown. You know, I I will say this, being on lockdown can be very, very devastating because some people's homes are not places uh, that are cozy, fuzzy and fun. Mm -hmm. Some people's homes are almost like a place of nightmare. Some people's homes, they don't have food. There are many, many children that get their food from school. And so now they're not going to school. They're not eating. And so I know a lot of places around the world are trying to feel that gap for people and for families. But the other thing is when we talk about someone who's home alone and it's almost like that space in the movie Castaway when he was just by himself that he was looking for, reaching for anything to have some type of association and socialization with. Well, we are very fortunate in that we do still have internet we do still have our phones and even if you don't facetime you can still reach out and call someone and hear someone's voice and so it's really giving us an opportunity to do things differently but we still get to do things and so i think that is important that we really look at and are creative about the things that we can do one of the things that i know i've seen is this whole tiktok world i'm not a tiktok person but i've been seeing these tiktoks and they are hilarious and it's just giving us a moment of levity and everybody needs it you know i've seen people who you know colleagues that you see on air you know very serious minded people and people that you look at and all of a sudden you see them with their kids and they got their face painted and you know i've seen it here in the neighborhood uh some of the you know i live in northern virginia which we're in the backyard of the federal government you have a lot of military brass you have a lot of contractors you know people make big money wealthy And you see people who were big baller shot callers now out pushing the baby cart and rolling around in the grass with the dog and the kids. And I've seen a transformation that in many ways is very positive. Uh, But I think one of the other things that's happened that's an upside is you see that um, a lot of the pet adoption in places like New York and otherwise, all the kennels were emptied out because people adopted pets. Talk about the effects if you're isolated and alone of having like a pet or a companionship. How important is it not to be by yourself all the time? 
it is very important to not be by yourself all the time because at the end of the day, we were really created to be interdependent and not independent. We need each other. We need people. We need contact. We need connection. We need to hear people's voices. We need to look in someone's eyes. We need that connection. And so, yes, an animal can be wonderful for people that are home alone but even with this world of zooming I call it zooming and booming when you're zooming and you're they're doing things by zoom they're doing parties by zoom there is so many creative things that we can do to still stay in connection and contact with those that we love and we want to check on you know you and I've had this conversation many times offline and I want to again this uh, segment is called Uh, coaching through corona the coronavirus and so we're going to give you some tools today folks so stick with us Uh, we may go a little bit longer than normal but it'll be worth your while because i really have been watching the social media and uh, dr sabrina talk a little bit about the importance of during this pandemic self-care i know that you're taking a class at yale on this right now so maybe you'll have a little bit to tell us but talk about the importance of if your mom and you were the busy executive and dad was a busy executive or you know you guys rotated you had a nanny whatever it was you had and all of a sudden your kids were home uh everything just kind of stopped and you were now at home and you don't even get a minute to breathe how do we do self-care first action item here how do we do self-care during this well the first The first thing you need to understand is that self-care is a requirement, not a recommendation. It's not a tip, tool, or a strategy. You absolutely need to do it because it's almost like when we're on the plane and they tell you to put on the mask for yourself first because you can't be good to anyone else if you're operating on empty, if you are running around on fumes. So intentionally every day. Find a moment that is just your moment, whether you are reading a book, whether you listen to your favorite song, whether you are dancing, whether you are doing something that just brings you joy in that moment for you. You absolutely need it. And let me say this. Don't feel guilty about it. I think one of the things that as the caregivers, the people who are always the go-to, they're the police officers, they're the nurses, they're the doctors. They feel guilty when they're doing something that's something for themselves. They feel selfish. No, it is not selfish. It's self-preservation. And so think about it in that way. When you change your thinking, you change your behavior. How important is routine um, in, in a situation like this being that people are, how much important is structure and routine? I think routine and structure is very important, especially when you have the kids at home. You don't want them to get off of their schedules. You need to have some structure. You need to have a standard. And even if it's not just with doing their schoolwork, and although that's very critical because you don't want them to fall so far behind, but what when you're building in time for fun, when you're building in time for maybe prayer and turn for reading scripture or whatever your uh, connection is to a higher power. You need to do that on a regular basis so that the young people see that they have something that they can rely on. Because mm-hmm. when all around you feels like it is sinking sand and is going away, you need to have moments that you know that you can depend on and you can have that right in your own home. Now, I want to go back to what you said at the outset, that basically uh, the whole world is dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder right now. We're all in shock. This All of a sudden, it's literally like a bomb was dropped on us. It's like a, 
I mean, the world has never shut down before that we can find in recorded history. During the 1918 pandemic, they didn't know how to do this the right way. There wasn't the technology. There wasn't the science. There wasn't the medicine. That's why the virus killed 650,000 Americans and tens of millions around the globe because they didn't understand the concept of social distancing and all of those things. So the virus just spread. But talk to me about the importance of losing control because in this environment we could control things before the virus and after the virus 34 million jobs lost and counting 20.5 million jobs gone from the economy which took a decade to build as you mentioned people hungry people homeless uh we we are seriously in the midst of another great depression in fact the numbers now double what happened in the great depression in the 1920s and we're not even through this yet so talk about what happens when our world goes from one where we felt like we were in control to one all of a sudden it's out of control what do we do well this the first thing is that you have to understand that when all around you you see that there are places and spaces that you don't have control there are still some spaces and places that you do have control. You absolutely have control of your thought. You have control of your attitude. You have control of whether you sit in a space of gratitude or whether you sit in a space of worry. You have control over that. So the first thing you have control over is your mind and your thinking. And so you have to control and keep your peace. And keeping your peace means to specifically log off of social media for a time. Don't watch the news around the clock because if you sit up and watch a a news outlet all day long, it is going to cause you to be anxious. It's going to cause you to be afraid and you can't operate in fear. And let me say this, the only thing that really changes fear at its core is love. And when I say love, I don't mean just running around hugging people. Do some self-care again and love on yourself. Love on your family members. Check on the people that you care about. Because what I find is when you give and you seek the things that you need, you get it back in return. It's like a boomerang. Yeah, It comes right back to you. I think that's true. Uh, So let's coach through uh, another segment uh, that we're all dealing with, which is people are in their homes, people are sheltering in wherever they are. And a lot of times, as I mentioned, families and relatives are now um, stuck together uh, Mm -hmm. in ways that normally you only see each other literally maybe four or five hours a day if you think about it. You come home, you guys eat dinner, you help the kids with homework, they go to bed, a few hours or an hour or two later, you're in bed, y'all wake up and you do it all over again, right? And maybe on the weekend you have time, but now all of a sudden you are in 24-7 with each other for as long as it takes and let's say you're in a marriage that was difficult before the virus you were even thinking about a divorce uh there might be some domestic violence there might be some drug abuse alcohol abuse depending on what your socio demographic is where you live what your means are this can be a very difficult period for people with who they're sheltering in with can be very problematic give people some coping tips and maybe some resource ideas about what they do if they're dealing with domestic violence or what they're dealing with with uh, stress in their home because the people they're sheltered in with are they're not compatible it's not healthy it's not a good situation what do you do 
Well, the first thing is that you have to understand that it is okay to ask for help. If you feel that you are in danger, if you feel like someone is really trying to hurt you, if they're going to put their hands on you, if they're trying to do something to the children, there are still essential workers out there available to provide you with a way of escape. There are still shelters that's available. And of course, you have to do your social distancing and wearing your mask and things of that nature. But those resources are still available and those people are going to work every day. Secondly, when we talk about domestic violence, most times we think of just between the adults, the people who are the couple. But domestic violence is any violence that happens in the home. And one of the things that I know that's occurring and that we're not talking about is incest and inappropriate things sexually among children. So you have to keep an eye out for the children. And let me say this, because now you have your teenagers at home, your preteens, and they're beginning to develop. Make sure that they are getting dressed every day, that they're just not lounging around with all of their business out because you don't want to give an opportunity for someone to see something that they didn't see before. And so when you're in close proximity, those little things become big things. And so it's very important because I actually had a first lady call me uh, from a parent who was having some issues with uh, an older uncle who was living with them, kind of watching the teen girls You have to pay attention to everything when you're in close proximity and don't be afraid to say it. Yeah, that's, um, and I know, uh, to listeners, listen, um, if we don't talk about things and we're not transparent about things, that's how we get in trouble. So many people walking around, I hear broken, hurt, busted, troubled, depressed, suicidal with a smile on their face with perfect hair, perfect clothes, perfect cars, perfect houses. And it's a hellhole inside, inside of them. And it's because we all feel like we have to put on this fake uh, and not be our authentic selves, but be the fake self. And in this pandemic, am I right, Sabrina? It's kind of hard to hide yourself when you are locked in with people all the time. Oh, yeah. You can't hide. They see you. When It's always about inhabitation. When people live together, they get to know you. They get to know your habits. They get to know your thoughts. They get to know all about you. So it's important that you, one, pay attention to the people around you. Pay attention to their patterns. Pay attention to the things that you know that they did on a regular. And now if it's so far to the left, if it's so opposite of who they are, those are red flags. Someone's dinging the bell and asking the right questions and so oftentimes we don't know the questions to ask or we're fearful about asking the question is something about especially within the african-american community if we think that if we talk about it then we're some sprinkling some magic dust that is going to happen <laughs> every time you say that it makes me laugh because it's so true we it's do ridiculous if, if we start talking about um planning for death or planning for having life insurance and things of that nature. Oh, I can't talk about that. That means I'm planning to die. Well, we come here to leave. We're not all staying here. We're going to leave. And so you want to plan. And so also when it comes to suicidal ideations, this is a time where people are really struggling. These are triggers for people that they are feeling lost. They've lost loved ones. They are 
they're having loss back to back to back. They're in this grief overload. They are becoming unhinged. And so sometimes when people feel hopeless and helpless, they do consider that the world would be better without them there, or they may be better without being here. So we have to ask the question, have you thought about it? Are you thinking about it? Are you thinking about hurting yourself? And if so, do you have a plan? Because if they have a plan, you want to get 911 involved immediately because the thing that causes us to maybe need to get that type of outside help is when you're a danger to yourself, suicidal, you're a danger to others, you may be trying to hurt someone else, or you're a danger to property. And danger to property, people will go into a room and get to crashing things and slamming things and breaking Mm -hmm. things. That's not normal. And let me say this, don't expect normal, rational behavior out of an irrational mind. And because when people are stressed, they become irrational. And again, and I want to recap, it's kind of like Oprah says, put a pen in that, or she calls it a tweet, tweet moment. We're not going to tweet this, but you can certainly, if you hear good things, please do that and and uh, tag uh, myself and Dr. Sabrina. But And we'll talk about how you can follow her at the end of the podcast. But um, I think it's important that you hear what we're saying here and what she's saying. We're coaching you through this coronavirus because there are real issues that everyone listening to the sound of my voice right now is dealing with because your routine is not the same. You are not the high powered executive you were before. Now you operate out of your kitchen table or in your basement or the office in your house. Now you've got screaming kids running around. The dog needs to be fed. The dog's got to be walked. Your wife, one of my sorority sisters, Dr. Sabrina, she's a partner at Deloitte, you know, high powered. Her husband's also, I think he's a doctor. And she was talking about how, you know, she's got two teenage sons, one daughter that came home from college. So three kids are home. So uh, all of a sudden she realizes she's cooking all the meals. She's doing the cleaning and everybody expects her to be like the maid. And she's Mm -hmm. a high powered executive. And she said she had to sit everybody down and say, wait a minute, hold up. I I got a job. I have stuff to do too. And they weren't respecting that because she was mom and they were home. So they thought mom should be making them wings and mom should be making them dinner and making pancakes in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and then, you know, being a mother, you want to love on your family and she starts doing it. She's, and she's about to have a nervous breakdown. So coach some of our women listeners right now, who particularly are used to being high powered, uh, running things, running businesses, running companies, running divisions, Um, running universities, whatever they do. And all of a sudden they're now home, but everybody sees them as mom and wife, not as mommy's got a job. Mommy's got stuff to do too. Well, the first thing is that you have to understand that you are a whole person, not just what you do as a job or as a professional. You are still a woman. You are still a parent. You are still a wife. You are still a sister. You are an auntie. And all of these roles require different pieces of yourself. But even with that, you have to be kind and loving to yourself. And you teach people how to treat you. So now that you're in the home, Mm -hmm. I love the example that you gave because she had to sit them down and say, "Uh uh-uh, we've been to rearrange this thing because I am not Mm going to come on Mm -hmm. on the other side of this ready to go into the hospital because y'all done drove me crazy. Yeah, she said she was really starting to have serious issues. She couldn't sleep. She stressed out and she felt guilty. The biggest thing was the guilt word. And ladies listening to me, you got to let that guilt go. Talk a little bit about guilt, Dr. Sabrina, and how you mentioned it earlier, but women, I think, feel very guilty because they feel like they're not 
doing all that other stuff. Well, this is just it. Everybody has hands. Everybody has feet. Everybody can help. And so you have to put the plan together so everyone is doing their part. You are not, as Karen White said, I am not your superwoman. And you cannot, you cannot (laughs) be guilty (laughs) about not being a superwoman. I don't have an S on my chest, even though my name starts with an S. I don't have an S on my chest. I need to have a day that I don't do nothing to. I need a day that I just sleep in. I need a day that I rest because there is purpose in the pause. And since God has put the whole world on pause, there is purpose. There's purpose for us to do things differently as a family when we come together now. I used to over a weekend, if someone was home for the weekend, yeah, I could cook for the weekend. But we've been home for weeks now. We got to do this thing differently. And don't feel guilty speaking your truth because the only way you heal from a thing is to be real about a thing. You know, that's true. Code number three, we teach people how to treat us in the woman code. And you do, you teach people how to treat you, as you said. And I noticed that I was starting to get very irritated because I noticed that in my house, uh, I was the one going to the grocery store. I wasn't the one having to run the errands. I was the one trying to take everything X, Y, Z and do all this stuff and then still try to maintain my business and my responsibilities as a journalist and writing and 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 I, and I started what happened is you start to get resentful like wait a minute time out why, well, hold up like and, and you're right I, I want to be can can I lay in the bed yes. watch Netflix can 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 how come I wasn't getting to do that I started getting mad because I see people on Twitter and Facebook and they talk about they done knocked out 20 different series one I haven't started one <laughs> <laughs> you know and I'm like wait a minute hold up and, and you know they done polished off some wine and I haven't had a glass So I think you're right. I think what we're saying, folks, and this is a great Wednesday wisdom for you. This one's going to be popular. Coaching you through coronavirus. We're giving you the tools and you're hearing a theme if you're listening, which is self-care first. If you don't take care of you, mom, if you don't take care of you, dad, if you don't take care of you, auntie, uncle, grandma, brother, sister, whoever you are, if you're not getting up every day, you should be getting up. You shouldn't be sleeping in every day till 11, 12, 1 o'clock. That's not productive. Your body will be off its rhythm. You need to get those endorphins flowing. You need to get uh, those, that serotonin moving. Dr. Sabrina, talk a little bit about the importance of exercising and getting up and out and you know again that routine but self-care of whether it's yoga whatever just let me say this it is important to move your body you have to move your body you have to whether it's stretching whether it's jumping jacks whether it's uh playing a game with the kids whether it's and can i we're adults here so whether it's uh getting it in with your husband hello (laughs) hello Yeah, you're quarantined. You know they've already said that there's going to be way more babies now. Oh, it's going to be a big baby baby boom in nine months. And that is a way of moving your body as well because that is filled with bonding and all of those things are necessary because you are a whole big old person. But moving the body is important. And so even with, I would say when you're quarantined, we experience the world with our five senses. So really pay attention to your senses. Pay attention to what you're looking at, what you're watching on TV, whether you're watching the sun set and the sunrise together. 
Think about what you're listening to, your favorite music, uh, maybe letting the kids know some of the old school things that you used to like and listen to their music. Learn, because a lot of times we're not around people and we don't really know them. This is an opportunity to get to know them. And then your taste buds. Of course, we love good foods. Maybe get in the kitchen and cook some things together. And then this tactical one is sometimes a little difficult, especially if you're by yourself. But what I've learned is that I will do things like I'll take me a hot shower that feels real good on the body or if I'm getting ready to watch a movie I'll take my favorite blanket put it in the dryer let it get real warm and then wrap up in that warm blanket oh my that's that's amazing and then of course scents maybe some aromatherapy maybe some lavender maybe some rosemary those things help keep the calm in your space as well so every day and I've shared this with my listeners before I have a routine particularly even before the pandemic but very much so now i have these favorite candles that i love from trader joe's y'all see it's it's not all that you don't have to go buy the most expensive candles on earth trader joe's has these lemon cookie scented candles Mm. they are to die for and then they've got this lemon spearmint spray. You know, Trader Joe's is all yes. about the organic, healthy, natural stuff. And every morning when I get up, the first thing I do before I use the restroom, you know, you, you brush your teeth and do all that is I pray. I just talk to God. I say good morning to God every day as if like he's mm-hmm. sitting there right with me. You know, it's like just like you're talking to somebody. It's the first thing I do is I say good morning. I give God thanks that he woke me up. Because I think it's so important to start from a place of gratitude. Uh, it, it just does something to your brain. And then I go downstairs. I put the coffee on. Uh, then, you know, I'll put the candles on. And it's just me. It's quiet. I guess I'm an early riser. And I put candles on. So not only does it smell wonderful, but it allows me just to sit and be quiet. The coffee's brewing. And I have a ritual. And then, you know, I get my bottle of water. I'll go out for the walk or the run. Or I'll get on the Peloton. And I just have me time. But what it does is uh, it's very important to to have a good, tall glass of water when you wake up and put some lemons and limes in it because those are detoxins, those antioxidants, they detox the system and it's good for your liver. And it's kind of like it's kind of like a punch. It wakes you up. It refreshes your system and it wakes you up. And, you know, I think that uh, everything that Dr. Serbina is saying to us, if you think about it, it's common Mm. sense. But what we're telling you today, and those of you that will listen to this throughout the next week or so, is that you're at the center of this because it's happening to you. It's not just happening to the people around you and in your home and at your job. You are being affected by this. And if you take care of you, if you nurture you, if you pay attention to your circumstances, if you pay attention to, like she said, people who you think might be in distress maybe it's a neighbor maybe it's a family member i know a lot of families dr sabrina are doing weekly uh audio calls or they do zoom calls yes they do game night and families are now more connected than ever across the distance because this pandemic has everybody shut down and i think a lot of marriages will actually be saved i think a lot of relationships will be healed i think there's going to be a lot of good that comes out of this because people started to pay attention and go, wait a minute, hold up. I, wow, okay. I didn't know my kid could play the guitar exactly. like that. Exactly. Wow, I didn't know my little boy was an artist like that. I didn't know my niece could could sing. She was on the family call singing, you know, whatever it is, or praying. 
I think that there's a lot of beauty in what's going to come out of this. I'd like to end though tonight uh, with your your final coaching tip on. You have an acronym that I know you like to use called Magic. Yes. Magic. Yes. And, uh, why don't you tell everybody about Magic and folks write this down, tweet it, share it, post it because it's really good and it's really going to help you uh, through this virus. Uh, why don't you? Go well, I, I developed about? a piece and it's called Creating Magic During Uncertainty. And of course, this time is uncertain. So when you hear the word magic, when we see the word magic, we think of magicians, magicians, we think of pulling a rabbit out of a hat, we think of sleight of hand, but actually another word for magic is power. And so what I've learned is, is when you feel powerless, which many of us do, when you tap into Put a pen in that, Sabrina. Stop. I'm going to be Oprah for a moment. Okay, pen. Put a pen in. That's a good one. Listen, listen, listen to what she said, because I don't think y'all heard it. She said magic is akin to power. Now, think about, go back, ladies, to your little girl. My favorite storybook was Cinderella. And my favorite part was when they turned the footman into the carriage and the mice into the footman. And she got the cool dress and the fairy godmother had not just magic. She had power. power. Right? that wand had power so when she says magic and she's going to break this down for you I want you to remember magic is just power that comes from within yes yes so so there's an acronym and the acronym is the M is that you have to manage your stress you must manage your stress because stress can kill you and there's different types of stress there's uh Euro stress, which is good stress. That's stress when we're um, experiencing something happy like the birth of a baby or uh, a wedding or a graduation, but it's still stressful. And then there's bad stress. And when you stay stuck in bad stress and you don't know how to de-stress, it can absolutely have ravaging effects on your body. So you have to understand how stress shows up into into your body and how it shows up into your emotions and how it shows up in your behaviors and so that you can get control of it so make a list of how your body is responding and then find ways to cool and calm yourself down the a in the acronym is to have an attitude of gratitude because even in the midst of all of this do you know we're gonna have some millionaires that will be made from this there will be people who have new businesses there is gonna be some good that's coming because of how they think and they think Mm. oh that's good (laughs) stop put a pen in all right listen listen did y'all hear what she said now she's talking about the power mm-hmm. of your mind. One of my favorite books by Joyce Miles, is Battlefield mm-hmm. of the Mind. Uh, it's a powerful book because everything that ever happens in our life first yes. started as a thought. Whether it was good or bad, whether it was right or wrong, whether it was powerful or powerless, it started with how we thought about it. So she's absolutely right. There are new businesses that will spring up. People will create from this lack, mm-hmm. from this uh, time of pandemic and suffering and loss, new food uh, manufacturing operations will start up. People will say, well, wait a minute, we have to social distance. So, you know, we can't have these assembly lines anymore like this. So we have to create another way to do this. 
uh, I imagine the workplace is going to be very yes. different, Sabrina, uh, than it ever has been before. The way we shop, the malls. I think we're, we're in for a lot, lot of change. change. Anyway, and in the midst on. of that change, somebody is going to make a whole lot of money. Why not let it be you? So right. everyone listening to Amen. us, think differently. And when you think differently, you'll speak differently. And then your world will be different. So attitude of gratitude. The G is to guard your peace. And guarding your peace is absolutely paramount you have to do things to make sure that you're okay that you don't let people get you off your square so if someone's calling you and they complaining about everything they don't never have something positive to say you need to shut them down because you need to have people that speak life and light and love into your world because you need that right now that is some real the i is that you need to identify things that bring you joy and do them on purpose and when I say things that bring you joy when was the last time you giggled giggled to the point that you was almost rolling in the floor you need laughter laughter is medicine for your soul and don't feel guilty when you're having a good time because as long as you're breathing that means you're living and when you're living you need to try to live your best life even at home quarantined live your best life and you know, put a pin in that. Hold on, because that's another good one. She's talking about know your role, and she's talking about who is around you and how did they make you feel and how are you living and experiencing your peace, your joy, your laughter? Are you connected to to folks, to things, to uh, opportunities and possibilities and a lifestyle that is something that you look forward to you know for me Sabrina the big takeaway from this pandemic and I've been journaling and writing about it and just it's it wakes me up at night the number one takeaway from me is is that I need to live and I'm not talking about I'm talking about living a life because it ain't that ain't it ain't work it's not work work 24 7 is not it right and and I'm talking about really living and living means um Seeing some of the beauty of this earth that God has. It means connecting yourself to people you can learn from and grow. I love that you're taking a class from Yale online. You you got a PhD. You don't need to take no classes. I got JD, but you're learning. You want to continue to grow. you, you, you don't feel like you've gotten so smart that somehow you can't learn anything else. And I think that the key is the secret to a happy life is having something to look forward to. And it is, it is living. It is, it is really living. And like you said, having joy and, and it's not the grind folks. It's not the drudgery. If you are blessed with babies, if you're blessed with babies and you're not seeing those Mm -hmm. babies and you're not laughing with them and going to their little games and, and, and watching their recitals and letting, you know, reading them books at night because you got too much you're doing and you making money, you're missing it. Because when you get old, they're going to treat you the same way. Well, I, I'm busy. I got too much to do. I don't have time for you. This is a great time, I think, Sabrina, for people to reconnect yes. with their loved ones and their family yeah. in a meaningful way. Go ahead. And your no, action. no problem. The last one is the C. And the C is to create your own personal support 
group or support system. You need people around you who are going to uplift, encourage, inspire, uh, just speak light and life and love into your world. Somebody that you can giggle and laugh with. Someone that you can just shoot the breeze with and don't have to be so heavy in your discussions. But then when you need to be heavy, you can be heavy with them too. You need people that you can trust with your full authentic self. Yeah, I called it there. There was someone um, who I used to be very close to who, and again, it's okay because relationships change through seasons and that's all right. The key is you have to recognize this, but this, this person, you know, depending on how people are raised, what their background is, a lot of that comes into how we get formed. And there are people who are very, uh, they're good people, but they're very, um, I'm trying to find, they're hard. They're, they're not, they don't have that softness. They don't have that, like you said, somebody that you feel safe with. And you've got to be able to feel safe with people. If you're going to be in relationship, you've got to feel safe with people. you got to be safe with your secrets. you got to be safe, like you said, with your authentic self. And, and, and I had to realize that I had to cut that relationship back because that was not a safe place. This, that's the person. You know I'm talking about Sabrina, the friend you got that always will start throwing mm-hmm. shoes at you and telling you, thus saith the Lord. And you're like, wait a minute, I don't want all that. I, I just want you, you I just, I just want just you to be, listen. I just, I might just want to cuss. And I don't need to hit. Yeah. I don't yeah, need, I, don't I know Jesus. To do that to he me. know me. <laughs> yes. Yes. And so what we're saying, folks, is we're, we're, we're being, we're having some levity here, which is good. But what we're saying is be aware of the things that, the people that clap for you when you win, the people that really are excited for you, that love you, that are there for you as you're there for them, reciprocity matters a lot. Don't let anybody tell you about that old scriptural thing about better to give than to receive. Okay, that's the word. I got it. But let me tell you what. It's well, let, to receive. Too. Let me say and this. If, if we're going to go, go scripture, ahead, scripture also say you reap what you sow. That means you got to sow yes. into fertile ground. That means if I plant over oh, on your side of the street, if I plant into you, Sophia, my expectation is that at some point there should be a harvest for me over there. Because I, if I am Absolutely. a farmer, I don't plant over there, then go around the block to get my harvest. No, I go back to where there I planted. Ooh, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Go ahead and get that last letter. We was on C and that's creating your personal support system and you absolutely need it. And I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're the president. I don't care if you're the, uh, the governor. I don't care if you are the police chief. I don't care who you are. You need people. That's right. That's right. That's good. Listen, folks, um, coaching through Corona, we're going to have Sabrina Jackson back again because she's amazing. And one podcast wouldn't be quite enough. I might actually do a series with her because I think that it is so important. I think that the ramifications of this moment in history of the world is going to be one that sticks with us for a long time. Uh, I want to say, and then I'm going to let Dr. Sabrina have the final word and, and let her tell you how to follow her and, and connect with her and buy her books. I want to just say, uh, I lost an aunt. Sabrina lost a grandmother. Uh, we've lost friends, sorority sisters, mm-hmm. neighbors, people that we know to this virus. Um, this is serious. We've lost in the United States over 82,000 people. The world has lost over a quarter of a million people. And we're not through this by any stretch. Um, 
we want to open the world back up. We want to go back to normal, but I I'm not sure that there's going to be Never. the normal that we had Never. before ever again. And I think that what I want to encourage all of you to do is be sensible, be smart, wear your mask, wear a mask. A mask is to show you respect other people, that you're looking out for other people. Make sure your kids have masks. If you don't have to go out yet, don't keep flattening the curve keep staying well take care of your family take care of you and and when we do that we're going to be able to reopen we're going to be able to go out and shop again we're going to be able to go out and eat again and we're going to feel safe doing it and i just wanted to say that that every life matters um wherever you're listening from i want you to be well i'm wishing you the best i'm praying for you and your loved ones um if you need food yes. there are food banks Don't let your pride keep you and your kids from eating. There's no shame. There are 35 million people in the United States out of work, folks. And that's that number is going to keep rising. These are tough times. Like I said, during the Great Depression, we are in worse shape than we were in the Great Depression right now in just a month. And so Sabrina, with all that, that's a lot of heavy. That's a lot of stress. That's a lot of ugly, a lot of negative. Uh, what are the final words you want to give to our audience about how they cope with this coronavirus and tell people how they can find you by well, your books etc. Well, first I want people to know that they need to be gentle with themselves and with others because everybody is going through this together. So try to be a little more patient, try to smile a little more. be gentle with yourself don't say anything negative to yourself about yourself be kind and loving to you and then you can be kind and loving to others if you're looking for me you can find me on the web sabrina jackson all one word.com that is my website and through my website you can go to all my social media i'm on facebook instagram twitter and you can get there through my website All right, listen. Uh Dr. Sabrina, you know I'm a big fan. You're in my front row. I love you much. I appreciate you. Um I'm glad that you are uh really remaining in this virus as a voice of reason, a voice of encouragement, a voice of guidance for us. You are a great coach. That's why I wanted to have you on. Um I always tell her that she is just this bubbly person which you can all tell by hearing her voice and again, we're going to have her back. We're going to do more. This isn't going to just be a one time, but write these things down. Don't forget that magic acronym and don't forget that magic is power. And uh it is uh something that you can do in this time. Like she said, you could end up coming out of this better than you ever could imagine your life to be. It's all about how you think about it. So Sabrina, thank you. Uh safe travels back to Michigan tomorrow and uh I appreciate you. Thank you. I God love bless you. Take you. care. Thank you.